We're back for another episode of the Heartled Wellness Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here again for another episode. If you've been listening every week, you're the best, and I'm so grateful to have you here and to have connected with you here. I'm really excited about today's episode. I think I say that every single week, but it's true. I just have so much fun recording these episodes, and it's lighting me up and filling me up so, so much. But today I am talking about nutrition and plant-based nutrition and mistakes that I made early on in my journey that I have now learned from that I want to share with you to hopefully help you from making these same mistakes. I was reflecting back on my nutrition journey and my health journey in general a few days ago and I was thinking about how much has changed from the early days to now and how much I've learned and just how different things are and how different my relationship with food is and the actual practical things of how I eat and the way I put my meals together and the way I think about food is just so black and white diff- overnight not overnight black and white drastically different and some of that is because I've healed my relationship with food from a nervous system, subconscious, emotional, energetic standpoint. But it's also because I have learned the actual proper way to eat a plant-based diet in a healthy, balanced way. So today's episode is really practical and not really talking about the nervous system like you guys know I love to talk about, but more very practical, down-to-earth, grounded nutrition tips and things that I have learned. So I hope it is helpful. And if you are looking for more individualized support with putting your meals together in balanced ways or tweaking your nutrition or healing your relationship with food, your nervous system, any of that, you know that that is what I love to help my one-on-one clients with, and I would love to support you with that too and help you get to get to a place of freedom around food and feeling really actually in your body, maybe for the first time in your life, so you can make decisions from your body and not so much from your mind. And if that's you, feel free to click, click the link in the show notes, and I would love to connect with you, or you can send me an email at ashlyn at heartledwellness.com, and we can find a time to work together and sit down and talk. I can't wait to meet you, and I hope you're having a beautiful Tuesday, like always, and let's just get right into today's episode. It's been seven years since I first started my plant-based journey, since I first decided to eat a plant-based diet and when I really got into nutrition and holistic health. And I have learned so much since then. And I was reflecting recently on how many things have changed and how many lessons I've learned and mistakes I've made along the way. And I really wanted to make this episode for you to give you some tips. This is something that I wish my younger self could have known and I wouldn't have fallen into many of the stumbling blocks that I did, but regardless, it led me to where I am now and I hope I can help you with some of these tips that I'm going to share today. So, like I said, it's been seven years that I have been eating a plant-based diet and I'm going to be sharing seven tips today to go along with the theme of seven years of things that mistakes that I made and advice that I have for you. Maybe if you are new along a plant-based eating journey or even if you are not eating a plant-based diet but you are just getting into nutrition and focusing on your diet and your nutrition, then these tips will definitely apply to you. So the first thing I want to share is my 
journey, a little glimpse into my own story of how I decided to eat plant-based and how I even got to this world of holistic health and nutrition. So changing my diet was actually the first step that I took into the world of health and wellness, which I think is a really common thing that leads people to health and wellness is through nutrition because it is such a huge factor. But if it weren't for this one single decision to change my diet, my life would look very different right now. And that is because when I was in high school, I was dealing with a lot of physical health issues and especially mental health issues. And along with that came an eating disorder. And this was kind of a explosion of all of the things that had been leading up to this moment. Like I experienced a lot of health issues even as an infant and through childhood, especially with my gut health. And that kind of turned into more mental health conditions, which knowing what I know now, it totally makes sense because the gut-brain access is so huge and our physical health and our mental health are so connected, which, you know, I talk about on the podcast all the time because it's such a fascinating subject to me. So anyway, I was dealing with a lot of physical and mental health problems and in high school, they really took a intense turn and were really severe And I was also struggling with an eating disorder, like I mentioned. And during this time, I stumbled upon a documentary on Netflix about nutrition and plant-based nutrition. And this was the first exposure that I had to the world of plant-based eating and basically nutrition in general. Up until this point, I had really been in the Western medical system, going to traditional conventional medical doctors, and I was not receiving any help or answers that I was looking for. In fact, my physical health condition, especially my gut health, was getting much worse. So this was my first exposure to an alternative route through holistic nutrition. And this documentary completely blew my mind. I was blown away at how much food impacts our health and specifically the planet as well and animals. And because I am kind of a black and white, more tend to be more of an extreme person, I decided overnight that I was going to eat a plant-based diet. And since then, it has been a very long journey of learning and growing and evolving. And what I did in the beginning of this plant-based journey is very different than what I do now because I really didn't know what I was doing. I was fumbling my way through, but I noticed a massive improvement in my mental health and my gut health almost immediately after changing my diet. And that is part of the reason why I've stuck with it because it just drastically improved my health and it's only gotten stronger. My health has only gotten stronger and stronger as I continue on. But this totally makes sense that my mental health would improve from changing my diet because, like I mentioned, the gut-brain axis. So the microbes in our gut impact our mood because they produce a lot of the hormones and neurotransmitters that are responsible for our mood, like serotonin. And if your gut is in an unhealthy state, in an imbalanced state, it's going to affect the chemicals that are released in your gut and in your brain and it will affect your mood. And there is also something called leaky gut that can affect our brain and it can lead to something even similar like leaky brain because the microbes in our gut are connected to the microbes all around our body. We don't just have a microbiome in our gut, we have a microbiome everywhere in our body, even in our brains. And the food that we eat just plays such a huge role in the health of our microbiome and that translates to our physical health and our mental health. 
Another reason why I believe that my mental health improved so greatly was because I eliminated dairy from my diet. And we know that some people are more sensitive to dairy than others, and dairy can inflame the body and the brain. So not just the cells and the gut and the body, but our brain actually can change from consuming dairy. And especially people who are more susceptible or sensitive to it, it can have a really big impact. So for me personally, dairy really greatly affects my physical and mental health. So after changing my diet, I felt much better, obviously not as good as I feel now because it has taken years of refining and tweaking to figure out what really works for my body and also to let my body heal because healing is not an overnight process. But this was the initial trigger that led me down the path of all the other holistic health things that I have fallen into with self-development and alternative medicine and nervous system regulation and all of the things that I love to talk about, hormonal balance, non-toxic living, all of it kind of stemmed from this one decision to change my diet. It really just opened up this world for me. So like I mentioned, I've learned so much along the way and I made so many mistakes. So let's get right into the seven things that I learned throughout this journey and what I know now that is a little bit different than what I was doing in the beginning. So the first thing is that dietary fads will always come and go. As I have explored nutrition over the past seven years, even over just seven years, which is not very long in the grand scheme of things, there have been so many dietary fads, especially if you spend time on social media or you listen to a lot of podcasts or you're aware of the new books that are coming out. People are constantly changing their diets to some new and trendy way of eating. Right now, the trend is high protein and everyone is so obsessed with getting enough protein at every meal and debating on how much that is and how many grams we need at each meal and da 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 And that is just a trend, and I guarantee you that trend is going to fade in a few months, maybe in a few years, and it will be some other new thing that people are obsessed with. You you might have seen this with the keto diet at some point. Intermittent fasting was super popular. It still kind of is a little bit. The paleo diet, the Whole30 diet was popular for a period of time. There are constantly going to be new dietary fads, and it can be so tempting to fall for the shiny new object and jump to whatever the new trend is and almost be convinced that what you're doing is wrong and that you need to try to to do something else to solve all your problems. But I'm here to tell you that the basics of what makes up a healthy diet will always be the same. These are things that we really cannot debate on. And I actually made a whole podcast episode on this topic. It was episode number 15, and it's all about the confusion surrounding what to eat when we just feel confused because we hear such contradictory opinions on what's good for us, what's bad for us. So I made a whole episode about that. If that's something that's interesting to you, I highly recommend listening. But we know from science and from common sense and from our intuition that eating lots of fruits and vegetables and focusing on whole foods is really good for us. And we can debate, we can get into the weeds of nutrition and debate on the nitty-gritty details, but I really don't think it matters that much as long as we are focusing on those really core principles of fruits, vegetables, and lots of whole foods, then I think you are going to be just fine. And if what you're doing feels boring, you're probably doing it right. Nutrition isn't supposed to be this roller coaster of excitement where we're just trying all these new things all the time. Really, when we get down to it, nutrition is what we choose to fuel our bodies with every single day, 
and it's not supposed to be the most exciting part of our day it's just what we choose to eat and it's what gives us fuel and it's what makes us feel good and if you get in a good routine and it feels boring it's probably working and you should probably stick with it jumping from thing to thing to thing is what keeps people stuck more than they realize it versus if they just stuck with something simple mundane and healthy and stuck with it for a period of time they would probably feel a lot better so that's the first mistake or lesson that i learned is that dietary fads will always come and go and it's really important to just stay in your lane and stick with what you know makes you feel good and kind of tune out the chaos on social media and in the world in general the second thing is that there are many ways to eat a plant-based diet but the most important thing to focus on is eating whole foods so this kind of this tip pertains more to plant-based eating specifically but even within the plant-based nutrition world there are debates about what a healthy plant-based diet should be there are people who say it should be a really low-fat vegan diet there are people who promote more high protein there are people who just talk about eating vegan for the planet and for the animals and really don't to focus on health too much and maybe you've heard the term junk food vegan which is basically saying that even oreos are vegan and there are lots of foods out there that are not made with animal products but maybe are not the best for our health So there are a lot of ways you can eat a quote-unquote plant-based diet and like I said you can kind of get lost in the sauce of what is the most optimal way of eating but kind of going back to the first tip the biggest factor for your health is eating whole foods. I see this time and time again in my own health journey, in my friends and family, in my clients that when we focus on eating whole foods, which are foods that don't even have an ingredient list, like the produce section of the grocery store, and we limit or eliminate packaged and processed foods from our diet, our health improves so, so, so much. And I just cannot explain how important this tip is to really implement it and apply it to your life of eating whole foods at every single meal and for snacks too because our bodies thrive on simple real living foods with no ingredient list like i say living foods are foods that are alive and have life force in them packaged and processed foods are dead foods they were made in a plant They don't have the life force, the energy that our bodies need, and they've been manipulated, processed, things have been added, things have been taken away, and our bodies are just not designed to process those foods very well. So I'm not saying to never eat packaged and processed foods, but I am saying that the majority of your diet most of the time should be focused on whole real foods if health and longevity is your goal. And in the beginning of my own plant-based journey, I ate a lot more processed foods like fake meats and things like that because I didn't really understand how to make balanced plant-based meals. I was trying to just replace animal products with plant-based alternatives like fake meats and I didn't understand what to put on my plate instead of meat and that led to a lot of other problems with food because I wasn't eating enough and etc. So this goes into the third tip I have for you, which is to make balanced meals your standard. So have a formula or a protocol of what each of your meals are going to be made up of, and then you can mix and match what the actual food is that you choose for that category. But in general, each of your meals can include a vegetable or a fruit, a whole carbohydrate, 
a plant-based protein and a whole fat source. So that is how I formulate all of my meals and I choose different fruits and vegetables that I'm craving, different carbs that I'm craving, different beans, different fat sources, but I focus all of my meals around that format and the reason is because this helps to balance our blood sugar, it helps to keep us full and satisfied so we don't feel like we need to go raid the pantry right after we finish a meal because we've actually eaten the right macronutrients at the meal to turn off our hunger drive and turn off our cravings and it also makes sure that we are meeting our macro and micronutrient needs so we can't just make meals of salad and expect to be full and satisfied because we are missing a whole carbohydrates we are missing a fat source we are missing a protein source so we need to have a formula for each of our meals and then in the moment we can choose what we're craving and choose to intuitively eat but having an understanding of how to actually make a balanced plant-based plate is super super helpful and it will change the game for you especially if you're eating enough whole carbohydrates i talk about that all the time about how having carb fear really messes with our relationship with food and it actually messes with our health because we are not eating meals that are actually satisfying and giving what our body is needing the fourth tip i have for you is to make sure you're eating enough and this pertains to any sort of nutritional pattern that is focused around whole foods but especially if you're eating a whole foods plant-based diet because plant foods are naturally lower in calories in calorie density and it can be really easy to undereat unintentionally because those foods are so low in calories. So it's really, really, really important to make sure that you're eating enough at all of your meals and not being scared of eating a big plate of plant foods. People might say, how do you eat all that? Or how are you going to eat that much food? But you have to understand that because you're eating a plant-based diet, you need to eat a larger portion of food in order to get enough calories and this is actually one of the best parts of eating a whole food plant-based diet is because you don't have to portion control you don't have to limit the amount you eat you can actually eat until you're full and satisfied and like you don't want to eat anything else and even when you're doing that you'll be consuming the perfect amount of energy of calories for your body because our bodies are really designed to eat these whole plant foods and it just makes it very easy and effortless to maintain a healthy weight because you're eating foods that your body was designed to process. So even if you're not eating a plant-based diet but you're just really focusing on whole foods, it's also important to make sure you're eating enough. A lot of people fall into this trap of eating smaller meals of whole foods because they think that they have to portion control and then they end up getting ravenously hungry later on in the day because they really haven't been eating enough and when you get to that point of being ravenously hungry it's really tempting to reach for the quick energy dense foods like processed foods snacks and chocolate and ca candy and baked goods and things like that because you're just so hungry but if you actually make sure that you're eating enough at all of your meals you kind of avoid that from happening because you just feel so full and satisfied that you don't need to reach for those really calorically dense foods so make sure you're eating enough and it can be helpful to actually track your food for a period of time if you have no idea how many calories are in certain foods 
it can be helpful to just put in the foods that you're eating into an app like chronometer to see if you're eating enough calories and that can be really eye-opening to see just how much you actually have to eat on a plant-based diet to get enough calories and i don't recommend tracking your calories long term because I promote a healthy, balanced relationship with food, and I think that that can really get us stuck in our minds and stuck in the numbers, but I do think it can be a helpful piece of information, especially if you're new to nutrition and to plant-based eating specifically. The fifth tip that I have for you is to learn how to cook food, not recipes. You do not have to make a new recipe every single week or be constantly finding new recipes. I used to try to do this and it was so exhausting and overwhelming and not sustainable. There was no way I could continue doing that because it just felt exhausting. The key is to learn how to actually cook food because when you know how to cook food and individual components of food, of meals, then you can make any combination that you want and it's satisfying and it's very quick and easy. So the first part of this is finding a few simple meals or combinations of foods that you like together and just eating them, rinsing and repeating and eating them throughout the week. Most people actually only have like two or three meals that they rotate for breakfast, for lunch, and maybe dinner is a little bit different, but most people are actually eating very similar day to day. And for some reason, when we end up eating a plant-based diet or we want to switch our diet to eating more healthy, we think that we need to have all these new recipes and be in the kitchen all the time and become chefs. And that is just really not practical for most people. And a lot of people don't really enjoy spending that much time in the kitchen every day. So, It is okay to just be eating the same thing for breakfast and lunch. Maybe you have two or three things that you rotate for breakfast and lunch every day and then dinner is different. That is totally okay. The key is to learn how to make components of meals. So this might sound silly, but a lot of people really don't even know how to do this, myself included. When I first started out on my plant-based journey, I didn't even know how to make rice on the stove or how to make beans from scratch or how to saute vegetables, or even how to cut certain vegetables, or how long to cook potatoes in the oven. Those are all real things that I had to learn how to do in the beginning. And now that I know how to do them, it's made my life so, so, so much easier because I just always have components of meals in my fridge at all times. I always have vegetables that are ready to be steamed and steaming them just takes a few minutes. I always have some sort of grain prepared, whether it's rice or quinoa or farro. I always have a bean that I've soaked overnight and pressure cooked in my instant pot in my fridge and I always have potatoes in my fridge. And because all of those components are in there, when it's time for me to make dinner, when I come home from work or when I'm having lunch, I just combine them in whatever way I am desiring. So I choose a vegetable, I choose a a carb, whether it's rice or quinoa or potatoes, I choose a bean for some protein, and then I cook them and combine them in whatever way I'm wanting, and I add different sauces, seasonings, herbs, condiments, and a healthy fat source, and then I'm done. And there's not really a name for these recipes, they're just nourish bowls as I call them, And this makes it so, so, so simple when I'm hungry. I don't have to come up with recipes, search for recipes online. You just put food together and cook food, not recipes. 
And yes, cooking recipes has its time and place when you are maybe having company over and you want to make something more fancy or maybe it's just by yourself and you have some extra time and you want to try a new recipe. That is totally fun and I do that as well. But in reality, we just really don't have a ton of time to be spending in the kitchen all day and we're going to go for what's convenient and easy and having things prepped and in your fridge is so much more convenient and easy than trying to invent a recipe every night. The sixth tip I have for you is to be intentional about your food and the commonly missed nutrients. So eating a plant-based diet is incredible for your health and it has so many benefits, but I am also an advocate for eating a well-planned plant-based diet because it can be easy to miss certain nutrients on a plant-based diet if you're not being intentional and you're not eating a well-planned plant-based diet. But when you know this, it's really not that hard. So the few commonly missed nutrients that I think are important to talk about, the first one is iodine, which actually many people are deficient in iodine even if they're eating animal products. But the best source for iodine on a plant-based diet is sea vegetables. My favorite is dulse flakes. I just buy these little dulse flakes, which are a type of seaweed, and I love to add them on salads. You can add them on bowls like sushi bowls or poke bowls, and it's just such an easy way to get iodine in. You don't even really need to eat that many of them. So that's the first one. The second nutrient is selenium, which is something that also, people who eat an animal-based diet or an omnivorous diet, omnivorous diet, are deficient in. And my favorite source of selenium is Brazil nuts. So even if you just eat one Brazil nut a day, a few Brazil nuts a week, you'll be getting plenty of selenium. So that's a really easy nutrient to get. I just eat a Brazil nut every single morning while I'm waiting for my oatmeal to cook, and I don't have to worry about selenium. The next one is omega-3s. Omega-3s are a type of fatty acid that are essential for our nervous system and our brain health and our cell, cellular membranes. They just really help with inflammation and are really important for our health. So one of my favorite food-based sources of omega-3s is ground flaxseed, and I grind it myself and I add that to my oatmeal or my smoothies. Even salads is really good, and that's a really great way to get omega-3s. But you can also supplement with an algae-based omega supplement, which I also do that as well, just for a little extra insurance, just because omega-3s are so important. But those are two great sources of omega-3s. You can also get them from chia seeds and walnuts, but flax seeds just have so many health benefits even beyond omega-3s that I really think if you're eating a plant-based diet, including ground flax seeds in your diet is just so, so, so incredible and so important for your health. The fourth nutrient to be aware of is B12, and this is another misconception, is that only plant-based eaters are deficient in B12, when in reality, almost everyone is deficient in B12. And there's even been some studies that have shown that vegans and vegetarians are actually the least likely to be deficient in B12 because most vegans and vegetarians are supplementing with B12 because they're aware of it versus people who are eating a standard American diet are even more at risk for being deficient in B12. So regardless of what you're eating, B12 is something to be aware of because it really impacts our brain and nervous system function as well. And you can get B12 from fortified fortified foods, like maybe you're eating fortified nutritional yeast or plant milks, things like that, 
or you can supplement with it. So those that is an important nutrient to be aware of. So just to recap, we have iodine, selenium, omega-3s, and B12. Those are the four that I think are the most important to be aware of. And it is totally possible to get all of these nutrients from food, but you just have to be intentional about it and eat a well-planned plant-based diet and not just be eating a junk food vegan diet because you're not going to be meeting your nutrient needs. Whether it's a junk food vegan diet or a junk food standard American diet, either way, you're going to be nutritionally deficient. And I am all about nutrition because it is so, so, so important for our health and mental health as well. And the seventh tip that I have for you is that diet is not a heal-all for everything. So many people get stuck into this dogmatic world of diet and think that food is the solution for everything. And yes, what you eat is so incredibly important, and I might even argue that it's one of the most important factors in our health and how long we live and the state of our minds as well. But health is a result of so many other factors as well. We can't just focus on nutrition and ignore the rest of the picture. And we can't just focus on the rest of the picture and ignore nutrition. We really have to focus on all of these factors if we want to take really good care of our health. So these are things like non-toxic living, like not using toxic products in, on, and around your body regulating your nervous system. Our minds and emotions play a huge role in our health and our health outcomes. And the nervous system is probably right up there. If I had to choose two things that were the most important for our health, I would choose nutrition and our nervous system because they just are so, so big in our health. But it's also our exercise and movement patterns, how well we're sleeping, the community that we have around us, our family and friends, and if we feel supported or not. All of these things play a huge role in our physical and mental health, and we can't just focus on nutrition and ignore the rest of the picture. Even people who eat a plant-based diet get sick. So many people get into the world of vegan nutrition and just assume that they are going to be invincible and like God and that they will never get sick and it will make them immune to all health challenges. And I hate to break it to you, but getting sick and having health struggles is a normal part of life even if you're eating a perfect diet. Yes, we can minimize our risk of having health challenges and experiencing health struggles, but we are still exposed to other factors in our life and we are all prone, we are all human, we are all prone to getting sick or experiencing a health struggle. And like I said, there are so many other factors beyond just nutrition. And it's just kind of funny to me, like when somebody who eats a plant-based diet is struggling with their health, people will say, oh, it's because you're eating a vegan diet. If you started to eat animal products, you would feel better. Like that's the first thing people jump to. But if somebody is eating a standard American diet and struggling with their health, nobody is ever saying, oh, it's because you eat a standard American diet. If you stopped doing that, your health issues would improve. Everyone is always quick to jump to medication and things like that. So it's just this double standard that bothers me a little bit because it's just not all about nutrition. Yes, nutrition matters, but so many other things matter as well. So diet isn't a heal-all for everything. It's important, but it's not the only thing that affects our health. And I actually have a bonus tip that I want to talk about. I know I said there were seven, but there's another thing that I just have to say, especially when we're talking about plant-based nutrition, and that is that trusting your body and listening to your intuition is the most important part 
I just hate how diet can turn into this cult-like thing or this religious thing, especially when it comes to plant-based diets and veganism. Sometimes it turns into a really strong, almost like cult-like feeling, and I just have never resonated with that. I personally eat a plant-based diet for my health, for the health of the planet, and for the animals, but at the same time, I know that there is so much nuance in this conversation, and the studies actually show that eating a mostly whole food plant-based diet is optimal for longevity and health, but there's not actual evidence to show that 100% plant-based eating has advantages over a 90% plant-based diet when it comes to physical health. So this shows us that eating mostly plants is most is the most important thing, but eating 100% plant-based might not actually have that many more health advantages to a 90% plant-based diet. And like I said, I personally eat 100% plant-based diet right now because it feels really good for me right now. Keyword now, meaning that if this changes in the future, I am totally open to that. But having a flexible attitude around your food and checking in with your body and your intuition is so important. Don't get stuck in this dogmatic world of having your diet become your identity and how you identify saying that you are vegan or that is your life. It's so important to continually check in with your intuition and check in with your body. And if something isn't working for you anymore or you feel a strong pull to try something different, then trust that and follow that instinct because your body knows best, your intuition knows best. We are all different. We all go through different seasons and phases of life when our nutritional needs change and what used to work for us might not be working as well and that is totally okay and you have full permission to trust your body and trust your intuition. I will always promote eating lots of whole plant foods because it is just so good for our health and the studies and the science and the time prove that to us over and over again. But when it gets down into the nuance of what your diet looks like, what the makeup of your diet is, your macronutrient breakdown, whether you include animal products here and there, that is totally up to you and up to your body and its feedback that it is sending you. So that's the bonus tip that I have for you. And to summarize this episode, to kind of tie it all together, I want to go through the seven things that I just mentioned or the eight things that I just mentioned really quickly. So the first one was, if it feels boring and simple, keep going. Focus on eating whole foods. Make sure you're eating enough. Simplify your meals. Balance your meals. Be intentional about micronutrients that are commonly missed. Focus on all areas of your health, not just your diet. And trust your body and your intuition above all else. Those are the things I wish I could have told my younger self, but it's okay because I learned them over time and now they are truly ingrained in my life and I feel so balanced and connected and free around food. And that also has to do with the fact that I've healed my nervous system and I've healed my relationship with food. So the way that I show up to my meals and the way that I show up when I'm at the grocery store and when I'm thinking about food, talking about food, is very different than how it used to be. And that's all I have to say for today. This was kind of a short little fun episode. I guess it wasn't that short, but yeah, I feel complete and I feel like I've shared all I have to say on this topic. 
I would love any feedback that you guys have. Maybe if you're eating a plant-based diet and you have things that have impacted you or maybe something that I mentioned in this episode really was supportive for you, I would love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram and I will reply or you can always send me an email at ashlyn at heartledwellness.com and I will also reply to you if you send me an email there. I cannot wait to talk to you again next Tuesday. I hope you're having a beautiful week so far and sending lots of love. 